0: hello my name is Damla, and we are going to be looking at faith in our time in scripture this morning afternoon evening take your pick if you were with us last week you'll know that in his talk john took us to hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 and today we're going to be in the book of hebrews again we're going to take it back a little bit and we are going to be based in hebrews chapter 11. now the book of hebrews you can find it towards the end of our bibles in the new testament and it was written to hebrews it was written to Jews who had put their trust in Jesus. And it was written to let them know that there was continuity between the faith of their fathers and the faith that they were now placing in God through Christ that they weren't ditching their ancestors, they weren't ditching the story of God as had been revealed to them, as had been told to them, and what their parents had taught them. They weren't following a new theological trend, they weren't being swayed by a new craze. They were actually coming to know the one who was the culmination of the hopes of the people of Israel. In coming to know Jesus, they were keeping in step with what God had been doing in times past and what he was doing in their present time. And so that He, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging them to trust God without reservation. The link to their the faith of their fathers and the link for them now is faith. And that's the same for us in our circumstances. We meet this book in very different circumstances to what the original readers would have met it in. We meet it in a pandemic in very different circumstances to what we might have thought we would be in right now. And as we are in this pandemic, the terrain has shifted, the landscape has changed. And what that means is that we don't really know what's coming around the corner. And for many of us, that can fill us with dread and with fear. And yet I believe what God wants to give us in our time together in his word right now is confidence in him, is renewed confidence to face the future because of who he is. I believe the Spirit of God wants to minister to us a confidence that even though we stand on soil that is overlaid with rocks and seems completely barren, there is a fertility underneath what meets the eyes. That there are possibilities that God wants to unleash. There are dreams that he wants to call forth. There are his purposes that he wants to make plain to his people so that we can share them with the world around us. He wants to instill in us a confidence to who he is and what he can do in this time. And none of that, as beautiful as it sounds, none of it is in ignorance of the real challenges of this time it is rather just with an understanding that faith is never exercised without challenges. There are never ideal circumstances for faith. And actually the testimony of the scriptures is that when it seems most stupid, most reckless, most futile, that the people of God exercise faith in him in those circumstances, those are the times that yield the most fruit. Without more from me, let's read our passage. So we're gonna look at Hebrews chapter 11, verses one to 10. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. This is the word of the Lord and thanks be to God. There's three things about faith that I wanna pull out from this passage. The first is that faith is spiritual. The second is that faith is transformative. And the third is that faith is relational. Now the first, faith is spiritual. Look with me again at Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Now, if that strikes you as somewhat confusing and contradictory, let's take it a step further. So I'm currently reading from the New Living Translation, but the KJV renders this verse thus. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. If you have an itch in your head, I can understand why, because that's not how we relate with the ideas of substance and evidence at all. Substance and evidence relate to the things that satisfy our five senses, that they are how we navigate reality through our five senses, and substance and evidence need to meet those requirements for us to know what we're about. We need to hold on to substance and we need to see evidence. So how can it be? we can have a substance of something that we hope for and evidence of that which is unseen well we have our five senses And yet, for a believer in Jesus, we have another sense. We have the spiritual sense. And this spiritual sense is not to negate our five senses, but it is to help us transcend them in order to land in the purposes of God. That we use our five senses, but we are not confined to them. They are not all that we have to navigate the reality before us. That it is possible for the Spirit of God to give us a confidence, of that which we hope for, an assurance that things will be as God has said, evidence of things that we can't see, that we can have, And a knowing on the inside of us that's been given to us by God himself of the things that he speaks. Assurance that comes from him. We have our five senses and yet we also have our spiritual sense. And we as the people of God are called to live, to navigate reality, to go about our lives in this world by reliance on the spirit of God. Now here, that might sound like a challenge to the life of the mind, to reason and to intellect. And if you're here and you're considering faith, or even if you've been a Christian for a long time, you've had to consider this question, I know that I have. Does trusting in Jesus mean I need to put my brain in a bin before I walk into church? Does it mean that God can't accommodate my my questions and my ponderings and the issues that I might have what, where, where is the space for the mind when it comes to faith? And I just want to make it clear that a life of faith is not a negation of reason that we, we should have reasons for our faith. And we do have reasons for our faith as we come to put our confidence in Jesus. And yet it would be a lie for me to say that a life of faith does not constitute a challenge to uh, reliance on reason primarily or solely to navigate our lives. There is a challenge here to making our confidence, our our home of our confidence, all of our decisions purely in the realm of that which makes sense to us and that which is reasonable to us or reasonable to those around us. And the reason to this is because what God wants to do will not be confined by the limits of our reasoning or our imaginations. He's the one who wants to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. We are called to bring God our minds. We are called to give him our worship from all that we are. We are called to love the Lord our God with our hearts and our souls and our strengths and our mind. Don't miss out that fourth one. The mind is there. It's part of our offering to God. And yet as we offer our minds to God, there are times when we have to consciously decide to let go of that which seems most sensible to us in view of what God is saying to us in order that we might have access to what is beyond us, to that which comes only from him. Faith is spiritual. Look with me at verse three as we come to our second point. point. Faith is transformative. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. This verse takes us right to the beginning of the scriptures, right to Genesis chapter one. In Genesis chapter one, we see the Lord God create the heavens and the earth. And how does he create the heavens and the earth? Well, the answer is that he creates the heavens and the earth through speech. God speaks and the earth is formed. To put that another way, God speaks and reality is assembled around him. The words that he says, the words that he speaks, bring reality into being. And not only does God speak, does God create through his speech, but when it comes to us, when it comes to mankind, when it comes to Adam, God forms him from the dust of the earth, from that which he'd spoken into being. But Adam becomes animated, Adam becomes a living being because of the breath of God that is breathed into him. You and I are meant to live, we are meant to navigate reality on the basis of the word of God and the breath of God. It is that which gives us our lives, is that which gives our lives their meaning and their color and their fruitfulness from reliance and dependence on what God speaks and what God breathes into us by his spirit. And from that, we know that the things that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. What a statement of the power of God. See, for us, we only create by reference points. We only create on the basis of having something, an example or a point of inspiration that helps us conceive of something greater, build on something that already exists. And so for us, this constitutes a challenge because we don't work like this. And yet God does, God creates from nothing. God can create from nothing. He can bring beauty from the rubble. And what is impossible for us is not impossible to him. And yet this is not denying that there is risk and cost and challenge to this. But if we look again at this passage, we see that this is nothing new, that a life of faith has always constituted risk and cost and letting go of what is reasonable to us in order that we might have access to all God has for us. Look with me at verse seven. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood familiar. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. He didn't have a reference point for this. He was faced with the jeers and the mocking of those around him because that didn't make sense to them. It didn't satisfy the requirements of their five senses and yet no one knew that God had spoken to him and that he was called to act in reliance on what God had said. Let's go to verse eight. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. Catch this next bit. He went without knowing where he was going. Not a clue, he did not know. All he had to rely on was the voice of God, the word of God and that is all that he needed. Similarly, we don't know where we're going. We're in a space that we've never been in before and yet as unfamiliar as that is to us as this COVID pandemic season is to us, The challenge of trusting God in the midst of the unknown is not new, and it's the same invitation that we have right now, to let go of the very best of our reasoning, not to to leave reason behind, but to not let it hinder us from that which God has for us in this time. Faith is transformative. Through faith in God, that which is not right now comes into being. The next point, faith is relational. Let's look at verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Now, here again, we have another statement of the importance of faith, why it's impossible. To please God without faith. Faith is not just something that we add on to in our service to God. It is actually the very basis of our communion and our relationship with him. Why? Because it is trust in God outside of ourselves. We don't come to him on the basis of all the good things that we've done in the past week and all the money that we've given to church that we should give money to church. We don't come to him on the basis of all the things that we think make us right before him. We come to him in supreme and utter reliance on what he's done for us in Jesus. It is impossible to please him without that step of full reliance on Jesus. And hear me, that's not saying that we need to run around and do loads of things, it is really just a call to recognise what has already been done. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. God is, but not only does God exist, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's a statement of the character of this God, that he isn't just one of many deities, that he's a particular God who's made himself known in scripture. And this God is the one who rewards those who diligently seek him. And this is a word for all of us, but in particular for anybody who is has been inquiring around faith in Jesus, doesn't consider themselves a Christian, but is is drawn to the person of Jesus and wondering if they can take the plunge and make the step of relying on him. Know that God will never leave you out in the cold as you make that step, that he rewards those who seek him, who come to him and who bring their questions and their ponderings and their hurts and their anxieties, who bring all of who they are to him. That's for all of us. Though if we've never trusted in Jesus, if we've been trusting in him for a long time, that God rewards us as we seek him. And how we can know this is that God comes after us even before we've sought him. That is the kind of God that we worship. That is the God that we are called to put our trust in. Let's look again at the passage that we looked at last week, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm gonna read from verse one to two. Therefore, since we are surrounded, by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. We have already Noah, we have Abraham, we have the James family who have left KXE to plant this new church in Devon, who are taking risks in furtherance of what God has called them to. We have the Miles family leaving us today, taking a risk, counting the cost in order to go after what God has called them to. Since we are surrounded by such We do this. We do all the things that we have looked at so far right now. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. This is the ultimate call to each of us right now. So we have that faith is spiritual, it is transformative, but ultimately it is relational. It is about God. It is about coming to know him in Jesus. It is about reliance on the spirit of God. It all centers on him. And so as we move to worship and ministry, I want to call us to the God that we are called to put faith in. In all of these people, those that we've read of, those that we have in our community, all of us right now who know Jesus, we can have faith in him because we've met him, because we've encountered him, because encounter is the power behind faith. We're not called to have faith in God in the abstract. We're called to come and see him as he truly is and to build our lives around him as he truly is. So I want to invite you as we make space to encounter the reality of God right now, to open yourself up to the God from ages past who's made himself known, who is is filling us by his spirit even now. He is the one that we are called to trust. Let us have faith in him without reservation, because that is where the fullness of life is found.